Yeah, it's a red candle. And whilst most people are preoccupied with this 15% dip, we actually see right through this. We see right through this because we have the data. And the data shows that this may be one of the last chances to get into the market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is the last chance to get into the market or one of the last chances to get into the market. But not only that, this time when you get into the market, it's a different type of getting into the market because you're not getting into Bitcoin. You're getting straight into altcoins and you're not getting into any old altcoins. There's just a few altcoins that you need to be getting into. So today we are going to be showing you which data or what data is showing us that it is one of the last times to get into the market. We're going to show you which altcoins you should be getting into. It's a full, full, full degen show today. It's not for the faint-hearted. So if you're not degen, then this show is not for you. It's a full, full, full degen only show. So make sure that if you are a degen, you stay tuned. And if you're not a degen, then as soon as the next song starts, you tune out of the show. This is for degens only. Let's do it. show for DJs only and this is me this is me and I am sitting on a pile of cash which is why you can't see my face because I'm sitting on a big 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 pile of cash and I'm ready to ape in I'm ready 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 to ape into old season which apparently starts sometime next week yeah old season starts next week so after next week what you'll see is that my cash will disappear and then I'll be back sitting in my chair but until then I am sitting on a pile of cash that's basically how it works so welcome 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 if you're new to our channel this is the place to be, but only if you're a degen, because this show and this channel is not really for the faint-hearted. If you're a Bitcoin maximalist, well, um, there is a list, a list of other channels in the uh, description, which you can follow, um, which talk only about Bitcoin. But if you're a degen like us, and you can handle degen type content, and you have diamond hands, then we're going to show you today why the bull market's not over and why old season is about to explode and i'm also going to show you when old season is going to explode and it's not, it's not just me saying it it's actually data i'm going to show you data i'm going to show you lots of data points that show me that old season is starting next week and then i'm going to show you a lot of data that show me which altcoins to begin into i've got one two three four five six seven eight nine ten ten altcoins 10 altcoins. We've got 10 altcoins. We've got, we got 10 altcoins, baby. Hold on. Let me get my earphones in properly because my earphones are 
I think I'm sitting on my earphones, which is a problem. I'm sitting on my earphones. That's exactly what's happening. So, 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 so. There we go. You can hear me, right? Hello, hello, hello. Okay, amazing. So, we're going to show you all of that. So, if you're new to the channel, welcome, welcome, welcome. Subscribe to the channel because when you subscribe and then when you hit that bell notification button, that says that you are true degen. That says that you know that you can't miss a show. And that says that when you hit the bell button, it's like an alert. It's like an alarm clock. It says, DJs unite, we have to watch a show because shit's happening. And now, when the old season is starting next week, yes, according to data, I'm going to show you, I'm going to show you which alts uh, you should be buying. So subscribe to our channel, like this video, get this content out there. When you like this video, it actually gets this content out there to other DJs. So we've programmed it in such a way that when you like the video, what it does is it just tells other DJs. It doesn't tell Bitcoin maximalists at all. It just goes straight to the other DJs. Okay, uh, before we get on with the show, there are a few things that I want to talk to you about. The first thing is, are you coming to Miami? So that's the question. Are you guys coming to Miami? If you are coming to Miami, then join us. We are doing the following. So we have, uh, we have, we have, we have. We are going to Decentral in Miami. And if you want to go to Decentral in Miami, there is a referral link below. You can click it and you're going to get 40% off tickets to Decentral, which is a lot of money. It's a shitload of money. It's a whole lot of money. And also, we are giving away free tickets to people who are here but are in Miami. So if you're here and you're watching and you're in Miami, then you tell us and we'll just pick some winners and we'll give away free tickets to join Decentral. And then we'll also give away free tickets to the banter party. So we are looking for a venue. If you're in Miami and you know of a cool venue that we can host a party, we're talking uh, Monday or Tuesday after Thanksgiving. That's, that's what we're talking about. So, yeah, if you're part of the family and you want to join us in Miami, that's the way to do it. That's the way to do it. That's the way to do it. Is there anything else that I need to talk to you guys about before we talk about the topic of day? Let me just check over here. So I've got a whole lot of new trading screens here, and I don't know which way my mouse works. Um, Oh, okay. No, there's nothing else to talk about except the big story of the day. And the big story of the day is everyone panicking. Yes, they're all panicking. All the people that watch BitBoy Show are panicking. Indeed, they are. And you know why they're panicking? I'll explain to you why they're panicking. You'll see over here. You see that they are panicking. Let me show you. They are panicking because Bitcoin has gone down from 69,000 all the way down to 59,000. And the reason why they're panicking is because they don't know why Bitcoin has gone down from 69,000 to uh, 59,000. But we know why Bitcoin has gone down from 69,000 to 59,000. Do you know why? Do you know why Bitcoin went down? What was the, what was the reason for the correction? Too much, leverage. Too much leverage was one of the reasons. But something else happened. Actually, I didn't, even, I didn't even tell you guys about this. That's how secretive this was. I didn't tell you guys about this. But I found the reason why Bitcoin went down. Because what caused it? We know that leverage itself does not cause Bitcoin's price to come down. Okay? Something has to trigger the leverage cascade and let everything come down. Right? It's not, the, it's not just that the price comes down. It's something has to trigger it. And everybody's been talking about whale buying and whale selling. I think I found the answer. I think I found the answer. Let me show you what I think the answer is, uh, if I can find it. I wasn't planning on showing it to you this show, but um, 
This is like an impromptu thing. I just, I just thought about it. Uh, let's see if I can find it. Let's, ooh, here we go. I found the reason why Bitcoin went down. And there are really two reasons why Bitcoin came down. Don't know if you can see that, but that is a Japanese document that is now translated to English. And it is about the Mt. Gox coins. And it is a, a letter which was published on the 16th of November, 2021. And it says, we announce a notice for confirmation of the order of rehabilitation plan of October, 2021. And what they are basically saying is that people who have lost their passwords for Mt. Gox will now be able to claim for a cash refund in Mount, uh, um, of, their, of their Bitcoin. And so the concern is that there are about 150,000 Bitcoin on Mt. Gox that may be sold. That's what the concern is. And that's what actually triggered this about two days ago. And that took the price down from uh, 69,000 uh, to right now where we are, 58,981. But these little dips are very, very, very normal in the bull market. And not only are they very, very, very normal in the bull market, but we had exactly, exactly, exactly the same pattern in 2017. So if you look at 2017, not, not everybody knows this. So if you're new, well, you, there's no way that you could have known this. But people like TechDev52, who we had on our show the other day, he, he knows this because he was here in 2017. And what we saw in 2017 is we saw not only does that is 2021 tracking 2017 exactly to the day, but we saw this big dip before we got into old season. You see? Now, look, if you weren't here in 2017, you would never have known this, but we've been here so we can show you. Let me actually show it to you live on the Bitcoin chart. So we'll zoom all the way back to 2017. 2017, it's a long way away. Almost enough for us to have forgotten but not people like us. I'll never forget the feeling. And that's why uh, I trade very differently nowadays than I did in 2017. But what you can see is that there was a big dip over here in 2017 before we went into full-blown old season where Bitcoin went from 5,500 to 20,000. So it went up about four times. Uh, it went up about four times. And TechDev52 basically took that data and overlaid it so beautifully over this chart over here. And what he, sh he shows us is that it's actually exactly the time when old season is about to start. So you see that there's this one dip and then the old season of 2017 started. You don't believe me. Let me show you something. So let's look over here. This is the 13th, the 12th or 13th of November. And then let's go here and look at total two. Now, total two, for those of you who don't have uh, trading view or, or do have trading view, total two is the total market cap, which excludes Bitcoin. And when you look at the total market cap that excludes Bitcoin, we're effectively talking about altcoins. And now let's go look at what happened to altcoins. What was that date again? Let's just make sure we have the right date. The date that we're looking at is the 14th-ish of November in 2017. So let's go all the way back to 2017. And what you see here, let's just go to the 14th of November. I would imagine it's somewhere here. Okay, so you see here, that was kind of the beginning of the old season. And then that is when it went parabolic. So we need the Bitcoin price to come down, the whole market to come down. And then that's what happened in 2017. And we went up. Now, I said to you guys earlier, if you guys logged onto the show earlier, you would have seen that I said that I don't think that this shakeout is finished. 
and that we were probably expecting a 20 to 25% shakeout. And if you look at where we are in the Bitcoin chart now, which Sheldino has Tentino, Tentino, do you want to call up that Bitcoin chart? Of course, brother. How are you? I'm good, bro. Well, I was better before amazing, you beat amazing. me at foosball. I was much better before you beat me at foosball. We are, we're not finished yet. It's 4-3. We still got to finish. Just wait for me after the show. Wait for me after the show. Mm. Okay, brother. Let's, look at that. Let's, go look, let's look at the Bitcoin chart and where Bitcoin is at the moment. Let's chart over so, here. Here we go. So this is where Bitcoin is at the moment. And what you can see is that you're getting to that wedge pattern and Bitcoin is, trend, is trading inside that wedge pattern. And ultimately, in a few days, Bitcoin is going to need to come to a decision point. Sheldon, how many days until Bitcoin needs to come to a decision point? Uh, it's between the 26th and the 28th of November is when we're getting to the edge of the wedge. Uh -huh. And I said to you earlier that what date is that? What day is the 26th? If you think about today is, I think, the 19th, right? What, what's the date? Today is the 18th. Tomorrow is the 19th. Yes. So what is the 26th? What day is the 26th? So it's the last Friday of the month. Futures close. Aha, uh -huh. last Friday of the month. Biggest futures close ever, right? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Now what happens every time that there is a futures close? Can I bring up my, my nice chart now? Sheldon has done some homework today. <laughs> Been working. And then foosball was just a little break in between. So, you know, what, what's quite exciting is we actually have the last year's data of the futures closeout. Um, and, you know, it's the last Friday of every month. And it was quite interesting to see, you know, we had max pain levels as well on where we got data on past uh, over the past year. And it was nice to see that every time we are getting to these, these actual BTC, these uh, expirations on the futures contract, you see how the price is always making its way down to these specific levels. So it's been quite accurate. You know, the first month, at uh, the beginning of the year, you know, we had the max pain level sitting around 28K. Um, you know, we, we ended up closing at around 30K. We then had the next one, which was 40K. We ended up closing 45. So it's not perfect as a thing, but you know, you're looking at a 10% radius. The month uh, after that, 44 max pain, 50, and you can see how close we're coming to. And that just shows how important these, actually, these actual futures contracts are and how they actually want to get it to these specific levels. Now, it's quite interesting to see where we're sitting now is we're at the level where the max pain is sitting at around 55K. Now, we've been speaking about the 53 to the 55K sort of region. And I love how every single month we've literally had the pullback closer to these levels wherever the max pain have been sitting at. And you can see every single month when we get closer to the end, the only one that was a big difference was the April drop. Um, but all of them, you can see how we're having between a 20 to a 25% on average pullback to those stages. Now, not only is it just the last week, sometimes it's two weeks at the end of the month, but it shows you how, you know, the last year we've been having the similar sort of patterns where every month end close, you know, the last week or two, we're getting a pullback to those levels. Um, and, and then after that close, do you see how the greenness starts? And it happens on every single one of them. So it's just so matching so the data so that we've had. Yeah. So just before we get any deeper, so this is, I mean, people who've been around, people who have any type of experience in this game, we know this, you know, so you go here, uh, you see this guy, Tito, I don't know who Tito is, but he says, exactly, you learn very quickly as crypto investor to anticipate trends. End of month, leverage longs get wrecked and pay attention to the max pain price. The Bitcoin price with the most futures contracts expire worthless on the last Friday of every month. Easy money. Now, I said that Bitcoin was going to go down to about 53,000. That was without looking at any charts. 
Now, let's see what happens when we pull up the chart. Let me pull up the chart for you. What do you see when you look at the chart? What would be the, uh, the low that you would anticipate? Well, that's obviously jumping back to this one over here, you know, sort of scoping back in and we're working with that data. We still have the levels. The only thing is we have our last low on the daily for Bitcoin at 55. So, you know, to go to 53 could be a shakeout. Maybe it can get that leverage with, but we don't really want to set a lower low just yet. Uh, so I'm pretty confident with the 55K level. You know what I mean? That, that being that sort of maybe possible little shakeout just to get that leverage down. But I'm thinking the 55, it's matching up to this data here. So the data shows us, the data shows us, historical data shows us that every time that there is a futures closeout, we get some pain. Sheldon, how much pain do we get on average on every futures closeout at the end of the month? Okay, cool. So if we just take it from the tops to the bottoms, so you just see the basic things here. Let me just make it. Okay, now hold on. Just our top was 69,000, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So tell me what the average top to bottom of every single one of the month end futures closeouts. So if we have a look here, 20% for that one over there. So as I was saying, I've marked these all out and it's average between the whole year, between 20 to 25%. That one over there was 21%. If we have a look at this one over here, 14%. We have a look at this one over here. So 69,000 yeah, yeah. minus 25% equals to 69,500 minus 20 to 25%. 52,000, maybe 53,000, maybe 53,000. Exactly. Exactly that. So I which think between is, the 53 to the 55 is max pain. Which is Definitely. coincidentally, coincidentally, very, very, very coincidentally about 25%, right? Exactly. It's actually which is very, very, very coincidentally, <laughs> very, 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 very coincidentally about the same as what happened in 2017 from call it 7.9 to about 5.9. Five, exactly. seven. It's quite wow. crazy, eh? <laughs> and coincidentally, it also happened in like mid-November, coincidentally. Exactly the same time. Very much coincidentally. There's a lot of coincidentally mm. happening right here. So if you trade on that theory, if you trade on that theory, what that means is that next week could be one of the best and one of the last buying opportunities in the market, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And that's where we're actually looking for, for the response to this pullback now. So this is a natural thing that's happening. Um, but off of history, as soon as we have that closeout, you know what I mean? We, 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 nine out of 10 for the last months, we've had greenness after that. And we've had the bulls fight back. Now, remember, in 2017, we didn't have these futures fighting us so much. So this is, these futures are very much a, 2020, a 2021 phenomenon. And you can see that for the last year, every single time before the futures closeout, there is something that shakes the market to get to the point of max pain. The point of max pain is around 55,000. Right now, it does change between now and the end of the month. But right now, the point of max pain is about 55,000. And that is what we're expecting between now and next week. Exactly. You so asked me. 26, yeah. The shit starts over the weekend. And I, I agree the weekend. with you, actually. Mm. Yeah. When we the least expect it. Weekend. Yes, yeah. when we least expect it. You'll see Sunday. Mark my word, Sunday shit starts to happen on the market. Comes out of nowhere. This is great news, brother. The, the, let's get the leverage out of the thing and let's continue, please. Exactly. <laughs> we need it to get exactly. done with now. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly, exactly. All right, brother, I'll see you in a bit because I want to kick your ass yeah, on, in football, right? Bring it, bring it. 
So if you're new here, well, we are going to help you because we have some experience and we have seen this all before. And you'll notice that every single person in the world who has seen this all before are all confident. And we're all confident because we have seen this before and because we have seen much more than this before. I mean, let's just take a look at, at, at those people who have seen it before. That is 2017. We've seen it before. This is uh, somebody else who's seen it before, Tito, and he says, end of month, the leverage longs get wrecked. Pay close attention to the point of max pain. We have seen this before. We've seen it already 10 times this year. You have, you've got Al Capo who says, imagine selling your altcoins right here. Imagine selling your altcoins right here. Dumbass, because he knows what's going to happen because he has seen it before. Then Raul Paul, he has seen it before. He says, I've been showing this spooky chart of ETH uh, now versus Bitcoin in 2017. Look where we are now. Look where we are now. There's probably one more little leg down, possibly one more little leg down. See, I don't know if you guys can see the blue line. Let me try and make it bigger for you guys. See, maybe one more little leg down and then up for the parabola. And that's Raul Paul. He's seen it before. He says, this is my, my, uh, my live CIX on Bloomberg. Even now, the sell-off to the day and price. What happened next? We have 300% rally. He says, now, I don't expect perfection, but with all the other analysis I've done, something like 100% to 300% rally is highly profitable into year end, which is six weeks away. So six weeks away. Boom. So this is another person who has seen this before. Another person who has seen this before, as I said to you, is TechDev. TechDev says, I've seen this before, and we're over here, and we're going down, and bang. While it's been 160 days, I would be surprised if this continued all the way to the top. We'll track it until it breaks. Wow. Okay, so another one that's seen it before. What TechDev also says is the last time that this happened, look at this. There's a retest over here. There is a little cup and handle over here, and then there's a retest, an RS slip, and then bang, this is where altcoins start to go up. So for those of us who, has, who have seen this before, we know that now is a good time to be buying. But we're not buying altcoin, a Bitcoin. We are buying altcoins. And I'll show you in a second why we are buying uh, altcoins. I know a lot of you are asking, why, how are we so confident that this is not the end of the bull market? How are we so confident that this pullback in the market doesn't represent the end of the bull market? And I explain to you very simply how. Tops in bull markets usually have the same characteristics. Tops are usually characterized by retail investors taking too much leverage and FOMOing in. They call that the blow-off top. In a blow-off top, what happens is the whales, the people that have been holding their coins for a long time, usually dispose of their coins to the hands of retail investors. Now, when you look at the chart, first of all, when you look at this chart, you can see that, this, that we are nowhere near a blow off top. Let me show you. Let me just get you a, let me get you a longer chart just so it makes it easier to look at. Okay. Let me go back. Okay. I see. I see you wanna play these games. I'm, I'm, I'm working off multiple monitors, so it's very hard. Okay, this thing's fucking with me now. I mean, now this is a, now, now this is a fucking joke, okay? I mean, are you guys, are you are we, am I going to go through this week by week now? What the fuck is this? Okay, I'm not going to show you this chart because it doesn't work because I'm on multiple monitors. <laughs> right, I think you need to 
Zoom out. You know, I can't zoom out. On, I'm on multiple monitors here, and I zoom out, I get into a new, a new window. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you. I'll show you. I'll show you. Yeah, you, Sheldon. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here, Sheldon. You know, jump, jump onto the onto the stream. Yes. People here are fucking with me. Doesn't matter. <laughs> share your screen. Let's share, share your screen. Show me the. Show what me. it is, brother? Show them that this is not a blow off top. And while you are taking me to this is not a blow off top, I want to show you something. You can see when you look at that chart over there, that is a blow off top, right? That right. has put a long way to go. Brother. Okay, let me put my screen up. Yeah. <laughs> I like the old studio way better. It was much simpler. Okay, much simpler. Okay. You see, that is a blow off top. That is accumulation. That is a blow off top. And that's really where we're going to get to. Let me show you on Sheldino's chart because I can actually see that Sheldino has a chart for us. I really hate this new studio setup. I don't know where, I don't know how anything works. There we, go. we got it. Yeah, so no blow off top yet at all. So we haven't had that absolute crazy amount. For me, this was only the first leg. And we haven't had that same run as what we obviously had in 2017 where it just absolutely explodes crazy like this. You see where it just does something ridiculous in a month or two. That's a blow off top. And the reason why we also know the previous high of the 65 wasn't a blow-off because of the sideways accumulation. This is not a blow-off top. This is where they ladder out uh, on each high, pull back. We actually want to get to the point where it just gets ridiculous now. Like, why am I making so much money so fast? And mm. that's when we know, okay, it is time. Let's also, look, let's also look at what the charts are showing us. I think I saw a higher high, and I think I saw a higher low, which is exactly what I want. Bruno says, burn the new studio. I agree with you, bro. Fucking <laughs> burn the place. <laughs> Bring fuel and just burn the fucking place. <laughs> so there we go. You can see that no matter how you look at it, there's, there's a higher high and there's a higher low there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yes, support, yeah. This is a very main support, and that's sitting at 53. So a pullback there is still showing how much we stood in uptrend, and we haven't got that. It's still trending, guys, but slow, let it grow. You know what I mean? It's still doing beautiful things. But when it just goes, and all of a sudden you've got this root shooting straight through, then we know. And then and you remember... Bitcoin makes the higher high, has a little sell-off, and then the alts run, and, and then we get the, the higher high from the alts, lower high from Bitcoin. Yeah, okay, amazing. amazing Stefan, I said you've seen Vanier Bryons. Come on, Bry, come on, Bry, Sondag. Okay, so even though Bitcoin is, sits below the all-time high, the total number of, of coin days destroyed over the 90 days is at, the last, is at near all-time lows. This means that over the last three months, altcoins have remained mostly dormant on chain. Remember I said to you that in times of all-time uh, highs, in times of blow of tops, the whales, as you can see over here, the whales, let me open, let me make it a bit bigger. The whales or the people that have been holding their coins for over 90 days. Now, these are coins that have been held for 90 days, right? They start to sell them. And you can see where we are now. No one is selling their coins, right? We had that little top, exactly like this little top here. And we haven't had that blow off top in terms of all the whales actually starting to sell off their coins. We haven't seen it yet. So that's another little indicator that we're nowhere near an all-time high. We're, not, we're nowhere near an all-time high. Um, yeah, so that's another indicator to show that we're nowhere near an all-time high and we're nowhere near a bottom, uh, a crash for this market. Then I'll tell you again, when we get to an all-time high and when the bull season ends, then what you have is you have this mass panic and this mass migration into Bitcoin. Crazy. You're like, whoosh, Everyone just runs into Bitcoin. Now, let me show you what is happening to the dominance right now. No one is running into Bitcoin. 
Like, I mean, this whole thing, nothing has really happened. In fact, the dominance is actually hasn't even moved in the last week. You, you want to see what happens when there's a correction. Let me show you what happens in the, the correction. If the screen allows me, fucking hate these screens. Tomorrow I'm bringing gasoline and we're going to burn this place. Okay, so if the screen here allows me, I will show you what happens uh, to dominance. Uh, let's go to dominance. Um, okay, this is not what I'm looking for. Okay, this is what happens to dominance when you have a block. You see, dominance shot up. And this dominance shot up here from 60 all the way up to 71, which is a 20% increase in dominance. That would mean that dominance would have to go up 20% from here, which would take it up to like 50, 55%. That would show me that people are panicking and that, is the, and that that is the end potentially of a bull market. We're nowhere near. The dominance hasn't even moved. The, 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 the markets have come down by 20% and the dominance says, I don't actually care. And you know why the dominance doesn't actually care? Because you can see it. You can see that even though there is a sell-off and the Bitcoin futures uh, point towards a sell-off, there are signs of life in the market for altcoins. And there's a whole lot of altcoins that are going, listen, we don't really care about Bitcoin. We don't really care about this fight that is happening in the, in the Bitcoin market. We want to continue running. And you can see that today, just today, in a correction or a crash, you do not see tokens going up 83.8%. Thirty three point five percent, twenty eight point one percent on Gala World, twenty point five percent. Oh my God, I'm starting to burn a bit on that credo that I bought this morning. Render up fifteen point three percent. You don't see that on days when Bitcoin goes down. That is another sign for me that people are saying, "Look, yes, Bitcoin is going down, but we are still buying the good quality alts. We're not buying Bitcoin. We are buying amazing good quality alts. That is what people are buying, and that's another sign for me." that old season may be just around the corner. In fact, I think that old season will probably start next Saturday. Next Saturday. I think next week we're going to have a bloody week and then we're going to get an old season that is going to start, that, uh, an, an old season and a whole lot of altcoins are going to run. But it's not alt, all altcoins that are going to run. What Ginter says, he's right. It's popcorn season. Popcorn season means that alts pop every time. That good quality alts, which are part of a good narrative, they are the altcoins that actually decide to run. And so you've got to learn to identify those altcoins and those good narratives. And I want to show you some of those altcoins that are running. I know we spoke about uh, some of them on our show the other day, but we did speak about Algorand. Remember we spoke about Algorand. I think we spoke about all the developer activity. Let's quickly find, do we have that tweet with all the Algorand developer activity? Uh, I did have it somewhere. Where did I put it? Hmm. Okay, I don't have it yet, but I'll show it to you. There's a whole lot of developer activity happening on Algorand. And remember that we said that you should follow the developers. Follow the developers and then follow the money. Now, given the fact that there was a whole lot of developer activity on Algorand, and you can see that money is starting to flow into Algorand. Remember that Arrington, our friend, he's got a $100 million fund to fund. He launched, he launched it in June to fund Algorand. And so what you saw today was you saw Algorand being listed on Huobi and it went up. It went up to actually about $2.40 before it started to come down. Not, not Huobi. It was listed on Upbit, I think, right? It was listed on Upbit. 
and it went up uh, and it went up to I think two dollars at one point today. Let's quickly look at the chart. Still up 10.9%, even though Bitcoin is down. Bang, look at that. It went all the way up to $2.66 because of the listing. So Algorand is one that is potentially worth looking at. The reason why I say that is because it does seem like it has it has been slower than the others, and there is a whole lot of developer activity happening on Algorand. And if you look at the market cap of Algorand, so quickly, let's look at the market cap uh, of Algorand. Burn this fucking studio tomorrow. Gasoline. Uh, 11, this is the market cap of 11.9 billion. So it's one of the smallest cap uh, big ones that is out there. Here's another little gem that no one's talking about. And that is Rose. I don't know if you guys remember Rose. Rose is the, let me find it for you, the Oasis token. Now, this is a tricky one because it's a very low cap major altcoin from 2017. And there hasn't really been much investment into the ecosystem or much speaking about the ecosystem. But now all of a sudden you get a $160 million ecosystem fund with a backing from big funds like Jump Capital and others. And uh, this is an article from Coindesk. And Coindesk also says, the Ocean Foundation announced Tuesday the launch of a fund in collaboration with a whole lot of major firms, Dragonfly Capital, Draper Dragon, uh, Electric Capital, FBG, Jump, Kinetic, all the big names, started a $160 million fund to fund the development here. Um, and the founder, Dawn Song, says, okay, we've just woken up and we're coming back into the party. Uh, Oasis Labs uh, could be coming back into the party. But look here. If you look at Oasis Labs, let me just try and find it for you here. It did go up today at some point, I remember. Let me, let me look for it here so I don't have to destroy everything. Um, Oasis. So let's look at Rose. What you will notice, so the, okay, the price is just down today, but generally it has been on a bit of an uptrend. There is a token release happening on Oasis Labs this week, maybe even today, maybe tomorrow. Maybe they timed the news of the token release with the news of the, maybe they timed the token release for the news of the ecosystem fund. And a lot of people are getting their tokens today, tomorrow, and the next day. So that means that when these people who have been waiting to sell their tokens for three years actually sell their token, this token goes down to 15 cents. And when this token goes down to 15 cents, you start buying it. And that, that gives you guys uh, a little bit of an, of, a, of an advantage over the people that don't, that don't know about the token release because they don't watch the show because they're too busy watching other shows on the internet. Um, okay, another one that we should talk about is Moon River. Um, remember, so Moon River is showing all the right signs. Why? Because it is being built on Kusama. And if you look at the where the developer activity is, now remember I said to you that you're actually looking not for where the transactions are, or whether more active accounts are, but the smartest investors actually go back and they look at they look at where the developers are going. Because the cycle goes developers, then money, then users, then transactions, then TVL, then price. Now, if you look at what's happening on, on Kusama, let me quickly call that up for you. Hate this new studio, going to burn a whole lot of screens on Monday, tomorrow. So the GitHub developer activity shows that Kusama and Polkadot have the most GitHub commits, which means that a lot of developers are starting to build on Kusama and Polkadot. And at the same time, the growth of Moon River. Now, Moon River is like ETH 
but it's built on Kusama and Polkadot, so it can connect uh, on Kusama, so it can connect all the into all the other parachains on Polkadot. And the transactions are also growing. So the devs are there, the transactions are there. And it, remember, it's pretty easy for people to migrate from this from Ethereum because it's EVM, Ethereum virtual machine, and it's easy for them to migrate onto Moon River. So that's another one that you should be looking at. What else are we looking at? We're looking at Luna. In fact, there's a much bigger narrative, and the much bigger narrative is actually metaverse. Okay, so right now, for some reason, this narrative of the metaverse has woken up and like really taken over the world by storm. And what you can see is that Time Magazine is going to hold ETH on the balance sheet as part of a Galaxy Digital Metaverse deal. The publication is rolling out a Time 100 companies list for the metaverse. So one, the top 100 companies in the metaverse, and there's a whole metaverse. A narrative that is starting to play out at the moment. Um, you can see, you can see it in, happening in in all the metaverse tokens. Let's look at some of the metaverse tokens that we are looking at. So one that I saw today, Wilder World, one of our favorite metaverse tokens, uh, up twenty five point four percent. This token has been flying for a long time, and I think it's just going to continue to fly because I think it's coming in as like the second or third option for metaverses behind Decentraland and and Sandbox and, and all of that. So that is. Uh, a wilder world. I think that this is a great play. Do Kwan says that a lot of top tier games are flocking to Terra Money, and he's going to make an announcement tonight about a whole lot of, of, of games that are flocking to Terra Money. So we've got to wait for that announcement. Um, what else? Okay, there, is an, there are two other projects that I want to talk to you about, and then a whole lot of gaming projects. So let's talk about. Fuck, this is a cool project. This is a fucking cool project. Okay, this is a cool project. So the project is called Genopets. I don't know how many of you have heard of Genopets. Uh, $13. It came onto the market, I think, today or yesterday or something like that. This is a pet game that, that um, lives or works with your Fitbit or your, your Apple Watch. And effectively, you get a pet and you look after your pet by exercising, by doing physical activities. So if you want to keep your Genopet healthy, then what you've got to do is you've got to keep running around. So I'll show you. Let me try and make it a little bit bigger so that you guys can all see, especially the blind people. Um, here we go. Your journey begins with summoning your digital familiar. Uh, your digital familiar. Your Genopet is encoded with your psychographic and biometric data from the start, and that is unique to you. These personal traits are run through a secure algorithm to determine your, Geno, your Genopet's starting aesthetic and performance attribution. So it basically models who you are based on your data um, and then creates a special pet for you and it stays with you for life. So it's like a, a virtual pet. But this pet thrives when you do challenges like um, running, walking, strength, gym, etc. So it becomes almost like your, 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 your digital avatar in the petoverse, not like the metaverse, like the petoverse. So that is Genopets. Now, I wouldn't rush in to buy it right now because you can see it's had, I mean, only, it's only up today um, about 30,666%. So I wouldn't buy it today because that's, that's the IDO price, um, of the IDO price, but I would keep my eyes on that one. And then I want to show you one more, one more. There's one more that I want to show you. Uh, another project, which I think is a gem, which I found, uh, which no one is talking about. And that is with all this talk of regulation, and there's a lot of talk of, you know, regulation, regulation, regulation. There is another token, which is called, there are two other tokens which I like, Scallop. I don't know if you guys have seen Scallop. 
What Scallop does is Scallop is a DeFi, has DeFi powered regulated bank accounts. And they came out with information. I think they came out with information today that says has announced the soft launch of a DeFi banking app across the EU. So a regulated DeFi banking app across the EU. Scalar Bank will launch a list of features, IBAN accounts, crypto wallets, exchange, ledger integration. Here it is. So that is Scallop. Scallop is a regulated DeFi bank. And I think that this one came up. It had a huge pump. Then it came down. Let me show you. Had a huge pump to $8. Then it came down, and now it's starting to recover again. So this one also may be a good one uh, to look at if you're looking at games. Um, the last one I'm actually not going to tell you because it's the one that I aped into, and I shouldn't have aped into it. I shouldn't have done it. I made a mistake. I shouldn't have aped. So I'm not going to tell you guys because then I might, you might say, okay, you're talking your own book, and I don't want to talk my own book, so I'm not going to show you that one. So that is uh, the tokens. I think the police are here. I hear the police outside. You think they're coming to fetch us, bro? Definitely, Definitely coming to fetch us. Okay, so uh, they could be coming to fetch us, bro. So dealing unregistered. Yeah, they could be. They could be coming to fetch us, but what goes on in this office? Okay, um, so that is what I think you should look at next week when old season starts. There are also a whole lot of very very cool gaming projects that you should look at, but I don't know all the gaming projects. That's the problem. I know some of the gaming projects, but I don't know all the gaming projects. So you know, when I don't know all the good gaming projects, and what I do is I bring in experts from other places who do know about the gaming projects and they teach us about the gaming projects, right? So let's bring in an expert. This is what an expert on gaming projects looks like, everyone. You see, this is exactly what an expert on gaming projects looks like. They all have the same light behind their sofas. If they don't have a light behind their sofas, they are not a gaming expert, okay? So they, they can say they are, they're not. If they don't so, show a side profile like Alex Becker, then they're not, a, they're not a gaming expert. But if they do, then you know for sure that they are a gaming expert. That's how I know that Jono is actually a gaming expert. Jono, welcome, brother. Oh, wait, they also have to have like a, a fancy chair with a, with a Mercedes sign or like a thing, right? Then you're a gaming expert. I think you checked all the boxes. I think you checked all the boxes, all the classifications. I think, I think everything else is just now up to all the value that we can share. Amazing. So um, you're a gaming expert. How, how does it feel to be a gaming expert? Um, you know, so being I grew up in, you know, whenever Call of Duty was at its prime and growing up, you know, in your free time, everything to do was playing video games uh, and, you know, playing sports. And then you would come home at night and you would play video games. Uh, and, you know, growing up, that was just my hobby. So whenever I got into crypto a few years back uh, and kind of just, you know, at first, everyone kind of deals with the main alts. Uh, but then you kind of see all these crypto gaming projects building and all these infrastructure projects building. And I think it's just really interesting to dive into uh, and be able to see the undervalued market that we're seeing in the crypto gaming market in the metaverse right now uh, and the potential that this has. And not only this potential alt season that we've been talking about, uh, but the potential next three to five years. But now I need to ask you a, a question. So I was told that all gaming experts actually have gaming headsets. But you don't have a gaming headset, so that means that you're not actually a real expert. I've got mine right here. But uh, okay. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. I, I retract that statement. You are a gaming expert. Okay, okay, got it. All right, so um, gaming, 
Right now, hot topic, you're seeing metaverses absolutely explode. You're seeing the gaming uh, uh, tokens follow them afterwards. Uh, we're, you know, I'm guilty. I do know a lot of the games. I am invested in a lot of the games, but I don't know them as well as you do. So I thought I'd bring you on and we could degen together. Uh, remember, guys, this is a show just for degen. So if you're not a degen, then you must switch off your TV, your, 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 your thing now. This is only degens. Um, We'll give you like a few seconds to, to switch off your, your thing. All right, so for the DJs who do want to know about gaming tokens, give us a little bit of a rundown of, of the more exciting tokens that you'd be looking at if we get a, a market correction or if we don't get a market correction. What would you be looking at? Um, obviously, you know, you could take a look at all the top coins, you know, and this would just be kind of like the general overview. You're taking a look at the metaverse uh, market cap. Obviously, it's at $37 billion. And you take a look at the global gaming industry, at 160 billion in 2022, it's projected to grow another 10 to 15 percent this year. So we're looking at a market valuation of the video game industry of about 175 billion dollars at the end of this year. Uh, so that's about five times undercapitalization here in the gaming markets, with a project like Axie Infinity and Decentraland taking up 13 billion of that market cap. Uh, so there's a lot to dig into, and this is the type of movement you see in crypto gaming. I don't know, you've probably been following Gala Games recently. Oh, this yeah. thing just went parabolic whenever you it got a coinbase it's on my i'll show you i've got a watch list of all the tokens that we hold not all the tokens that we hold but a lot of the tokens that we hold and if you look at it, i think gala games is, is 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 right there so that is one of the, the one of the ones that we definitely uh we definitely definitely hold. let's just make sure that i have got it on my list and it just had a market cap correction of 3x it was just at 600 million the other day got listed on coinbase and now we're sitting at a 3x from that market capitalization and it's really corrected itself towards what it should be. Uh, this is like a gaming studio. They're going to be distributing games as well. So that's the type of growth we're going to see in this market going forward. Okay. And if you're not invested in the gaming, uh, uh, the gaming universe yet, and you want to get into the gaming universe, but you don't want to buy the tokens that have had a real pump already. Like when I look at Gala games, we've been holding it from a, for a long, long, long time. Um, but I don't know if I'd be getting in uh, at, at 25 cents. It just feels Correct. a little bit feels a bit awkward. Correct. Uh, and there's a lot of undervalued projects across the board that we can get into. Uh, one of them you talk about all the time. Y'all talk about y'all do TA on them all the time, and that's Superfarm. Uh, Superfarm has recently been forming a bunch of top tier partnerships. We're sitting at a 500 million dollar market cap here uh, for Superfarm and. What they're building is more than just an NFT farm like their name does describe. Uh, they have a couple games coming out under their umbrella. The Imposters game It's like a social type of game uh, that will involve. It's kind of like, I don't know if you know Among Us. It was a very hot game last summer. Uh, it's like a social interaction, social elimination game. They're also coming out with an umbrella of games as well. They've partnered with the Sandbox, Immutable X, and High Rise, which is a social metaverse with already 10 million active members. So a lot of people, you know, Superfarm and Immutable X are working together to build a lot of these different gaming projects uh, through NFTs and low gas fees on the IMX blockchain. Uh, and this is one of the leading mobile metaverses that is already active. And they just partnered with Superfarm. They are having their NFT drop on that. Uh, and it is already active with 13 million users in the Superfarm metaverse uh, or in the high rise metaverse. And this is building under immutable x so this is a big development and a lot of what super farms doing is just super bullish and i know you've mentioned that this thing has a lot of room to run and if you just take a look at old all-time highs if this thing starts to go parabolic in the alt season you could see a big time gain back towards these all-time highs yeah i must agree I, I think that they've been building 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 and so they haven't made that many announcements but 
I think that there's a slew, a slew of announcements coming out now. Uh, and I keep saying to the guys, don't bet against Elio. Elio is all in on this. Elio is the master of spotting trends. Don't bet against Elio because he's coming back, baby. He told me that his target is to get this token to 100 bucks. I don't know if I believe 100 bucks, but I do believe that 10 bucks is definitely realistic. Yeah, I, I could definitely see that. And I think it's just undervalued, like you said, because a lot of people have been upset with the lack of updates. But I think the perfectionist nature of Elio, I think it gets done very well. Not only that, I mean, listen, we've got to remember that people here look for the wrong time frames. To build a game does not take six months. This token has been in the market for a couple of months. I don't know if it's six months or seven months or nine months, but guys, it takes time to build these things. You want to build good stuff, it takes a lot of time. Let's look at, it. Let's look at what else. So I must say, I agree with you on Super Farm. Not sure I'd be buying Gala Games right now, but long term, if it does, a, a crash we're definitely buying it put on your on your on your on your shopping list gala games was more the example of what the price movement can be on these projects and kind of just the correction we can see on these market caps ultra is another one that i'm very very high on and that we're sitting at a 355 million dollar market cap ultra is aiming to be the steam of crypto gaming just very simply put i'm sure you might have seen this through the whirlwind uh through your twitter feed that steam removed nft games from their platform and these games and these metaverses and these projects are going to need somewhere to launch on. Ultra is an entertainment platform that's going to be able to launch games. You're going to be able to buy games and sell your games right on Ultra's distribution platform. And if you take a look at their partners, absolutely top tier uh, with AMD graphics card. I know that you talk about uh, render a lot for rendering their metaverse. Uh, their computing processor will be uh, advanced micro devices, and they are a Fortune 500 company here, as you see. Uh, number 309 on the fortune 500 you have ubisoft who is also getting into blockchain games uh, they're revealing their plan to develop blockchain games they've developed games like far cry ghost recon all the tom clancy games in the past uh, assassin's creed rainbow six and stuff like that uh, so ultra will be launching all of ubisoft's games most likely going forward they're also partnered with atari and theta for streaming capabilities on their platform and they're providing incentives for developers to build on Ultra and distribute as they will not only get uh, percentages of the initial sale of their games, but on resale as well. Okay, wait, hold on. When I look at the Ultra chart, that's the chart of Ultra for the last year. Uh, it's been as low as, uh, let's see where that is, about 12 cents. And now it's trading at $1.27. So only a 10x. I say only a 10x, but that's because I'm in crypto. Um, only a 10x from this token. Where, where do you think the upside is here? I think it's can 5x from here. I think $1.5 billion market cap is realistic for Ultra. Uh, and I think that that's not overshooting it. We just saw Gala Games correct up to a $1.8 billion market cap. And I think it does still, in, in a bull run, we're going to see that go even higher. A lot of these projects will correct in value uh, towards that overall global gaming market cap. And Ultra is a big I love part the of way, that. I love the way that in crypto they say correct, but correct means go up. Because in other, in other markets you say correct, it's like a red correction. Here it's, we're going to correct upwards. We've lost our minds. Okay, let's carry on. <laughs> it's just because of the, the, the market cap of global gaming and the market cap of what we're seeing is just absolutely undervalued. Uh, and then another one, I know you are big on this one. Y'all talk oh. about this one in banter a ton. Uh, and that is D-Race. D-Race is just absolutely building an amazing project. Yep, the banter horse. I, I love the banter horse. You uh, see? Go ahead. You see, I mean, I mean, you know that this horse is going to win every single race. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know that. It's even the horse on the – our horse is the horse on the front of their website. That's Literally. our horse. 
Yeah, I mean, you know that this is a champion horse. I must say, super excited for the D-Race, for the D-Race platform. I think D-Race is going to be insane. I think when people start betting on virtual race horses, it's going to be insane. And the valuation behind the horse, a lot of people don't know about horse racing, the amount of money that flows into this sport. The, the sport's worth about $100 billion, and over 1.5 million people are employed in the racing industry. So I don't think a lot of people don't understand the nature of the capital that flows into the horse racing metaverse. And not only with just a metaverse built on horse racing, they're going to have horse breeding uh, where you can basically have your NFT hippodromes and make profits and breed your horses. You're going to be able to race. It's, I mean, D-Race is going to be an amazing platform. And we're, I think selling, that, we're actually selling uh, virtual sperm from Frontrunner. Frontrunner is our horse. We, we're selling virtual sperm of Frontrunner. It comes in a virtual bottle and then in a, with a syringe. And then that's how it works. And then you take the syringe and you, and then that's how you impregnate the other horse. Makes sense. I, I would I would definitely have my horse bred with the crypto banter horse. We'll send you a we'll send you a bottle of uh, front runner sperm, bro. Yes, I, I would love to have that delivered. Uh, I'm sure <laughs> it would take a while too. It'll be nice and warm when it gets here. <laughs> uh, he's a DJ, man. <laughs> Hustle's a DJ. All right, what next? What next? What next? We got a few more minutes. This one's a brand new project that just corrected after its initial IDO pump. It's got up to eight dollars. It's Good Games Guild, and it's super yes. low. This one is, a, I mean, you want to talk about a DGen project? This is low market cap, just hit the market. The tokens don't unlock for two months. January eleventh, just for this diluted market cap. I know it seems high, but this project is super bullish. In-game gaming asset DAOs are going to be huge in the future for the people who can't participate in these economies. They're going to be able to get involved with these DAOs and be able to get involved with the scholarship program and have the players that are playing in these economies be able to use the potential NFTs that they purchase and earn off them through the, the in-game asset DAO. Hassel, just walk us through what a guild does. I know a lot of people here don't know exactly how a guild works. Uh, you got Yield Guild Games. you got, uh, you got Good Guild. Maybe just walk us through how a guild works. Yeah, and I think this right here describes it perfect. Apply to earn. So they're going to have gamers applying to earn on their platform to basically just play the game and utilize the in-game assets and play and earn for the guild. Uh, they're going to be able to have owners, the people who just want to come in and buy land or buy in-game assets, they're going to be able to come in and rent out their NFTs to the first sector, the players, uh, to be able to get a portion of the reward and then also you're going to be able to stake your GGGs to get exclusive rights to participate in the DAO. Uh, so this is a way to not only fill, for, like get involved with in-game NFTs and in-game assets uh, without fully having to dive into it like, at a full scale and play these games. It is a community of players and investors uh, all in one to assemble. Basically, it's a move to assemble power in these metaverses and uh, collect as much in-game assets as possible amazing 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 okay so that's good guild games i must say i do like that one that's a much more recent launch any other ones that we're looking at um yeah so thetan arena this one uh is actually coming out with their game here in november it is quite high but right now i mean we just saw it come up to 12 dollars. they had an nft drop and then it kind of sold off the news uh so that kind of brought it back down to this nine dollar range and it's kind of going up today actually but right now this is one of the and I wanted to bring a game that's really coming soon. This game drops in Q4 before the end of the year. Uh, it's an esports game based on the blockchain. It's a battle royale. This is Thetan Arena. And it really gives off that Fortnite-style feel. You see they have their NFT marketplace live here as well. Uh, and you take a look at just the characters. Uh, they have all these different types of character types. And this is built by Wolf Fun Game. 
They already have built projects on the Google Play App Store like Hero Strike with 5 million plus downloads. And it's basically a rebrand of this game. They're bringing their successful Google Play game to the blockchain rebranded. It is a battle royale. And I don't know if you know like Warzone or Fortnite, those are such big games and they're battle royale style as well, uh, where it's basically last man standing wins. Wow, okay, that's fucking awesome. I love it, love it, love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. Listen, man, you're a DJN. We love DJs on our channel, so much honor. You've been graduated. You've been graduated uh, as a DJN. We've got to get you back on here, but it, until we get you back on here, maybe just I know you guys run a channel. Maybe a little bit about your channel. There is a description link below. Let's go and destroy the channel like we do here on Crypto Banter. Give us run us through what you guys do on your channel. Yeah, I basically just talk different crypto gaming projects. If the markets are at a value point, I'll talk about some that may be at value entry, some some like price predictions for the future, where this market cap's going, as well as showing gameplay and really digging deep into these projects, into their tokenomics, and into exactly their utility in the future of gaming and metaverses. Uh, my YouTube is Hustlepedia, uh, and I come out with videos every single day. Every single day. Maybe we should get him to do every single day on banter. That's what I need. I need. I need someone to come in every single day and talk to us every single day about gaming projects. But that's a discussion I'm going to have with you a bit later on today. Sounds good, Rain. I'm looking forward to it. Cool, brother. Thank you, brother. Much love from I the banter. It. Appreciate Much you. Love appreciate banter, you. Fam. Appreciate you. Wow, wow, wow. Okay, so that's a full show that you got today. You know uh, that the show was for DJs only. You know that next week there's going to be from Sunday. There's going to be some turmoil in the market. You know the turmoil is going to end above 53,000. It's not going below 53,000. You know that that's when you're going to buy. And you know that next week, Friday, at about 7, about 10 a.m. EST, the old season starts again because that's when the futures closeouts are gone. And then we're going to go to the moon. So I will see you guys again just before the moon. I'll see you guys again tomorrow for Sheldino Show. And then I'll see you guys again later uh, for banter. Tomorrow's got a big banter. We've got an amazing banter crew lined up here. We've got Vinny Lingham. We've got uh, uh, Chico Crypto Tyler. And then we've got Bill Barhai from Abra. So it's going to be a full DJ banter tomorrow. It's going to be a big one. I will see you then. Until then, DJ well, my friends. Smash those likes, give me some love. Smash those likes, yeah, yeah. Smash those likes, give me some love. Smash those likes, yeah, yeah. Smash those likes, give me some love. Smash those likes, yeah, yeah. Smash those likes, give me some love. Smash those likes, yeah. I must say, if we're not voted the best YouTube channel for um, for the, the number of knowledge drops per minute, then I don't know. I think there were about a thousand calls in that show. There was like, we spoke about, Skeller, we spoke about Moon River, we spoke about, we spoke, we spoke, I mean, it's just like knowledge bomb, knowledge bomb, knowledge bomb, knowledge bomb, knowledge bomb. I mean, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> gotta love the value. But you guys, you know what? You left out one. <laughs>